Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the financial services edition of the podcast. This is Seth Green. Today I have the good fortune to be joined by James Lang. Jim is a CPA, a state attorney, and a financial advisor, all three in one. He is the president of three, so he sends referrals to himself back and forth. He's the president of three interrelated companies in an estate planning law firm that's drafted over 2,800 estate plans, a CPA firm that does over 900 tax returns a year, and a registered investment advisory firm that has over $600 million under management. Now, Jim is a nationally recognized IRA, 401k, and Roth IRA conversion expert. His strategies have been endorsed 36 times by the Wall Street Journal. He's written eight Amazon bestselling books. His books have been endorsed by Charles Schwab, Ed Slott, Roger Ibbotson, Jane Bryant Quinn, Larry King, and 60 other financial, legal, and IRA experts. His latest book is number one on Amazon right now, The IRA and Retirement Plan Owner's Guide to Beating the New Death Tax, Six Proven Strategies to Protect Your Family from the Secure Act. They're number one in multiple multiple categories on Amazon. Jim, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Seth. It is our pleasure. Let's go back in time a little bit. So which came first, the estate plan, the, the, the estate attorney, the CPA, or the financial advisor? Well, the CPA firm came first. Um, I, I, after college, I worked for traditional CPA firms and did some tax returns on the side. And the side business grew and grew and grew. Then I decided to go to law school. And I, was, I still had my little CPA firm. I was working for a law firm at the time. By the time I graduated, I thought I really don't want to be in corporate America as a CPA attorney, and my little side business grew into a full-time business. So then I just added a state attorney to the shingle. Awesome. Uh, let's see, out 10 years, but I realized that there is more money and more opportunity to help people as a financial advisor and an estate attorney and a CPA so I went through the RIA process, became an RIA, and I had a group of, let's say, ready-made clients who were already happy with CPA and legal services. Okay, so absolutely, absolutely incredible story. Obviously, it's in quite a few of your books. 
So let's talk about how that process works. How do, do your clients get, I imagine you have clients of each firm and then some of them are served by two or all three? Yeah, so I mean, obviously I love to do work for all three and you know, let's call it a one-stop shop if you will. Um, but, and we do, a lot of the people that come to the RIA have existing CPAs. And at that point, I always tell people, hey, the CPA is really more the historian. A good, a good advisor is gonna know what the return looks like before the end of the year, where a CPA is gonna basically compile the numbers after the end of the year. So I'm not as, and the other thing is obviously it's less profitable to have a CPA practice. So I'm not so gung-ho on everybody doing everything, but obviously the assets under management is the most lucrative. And I also consider the law firm um, a very good combination to the uh, RIA. Absolutely. So you, in essence, almost built a family office under one roof where you literally had the qualifications for all three professions as opposed to just hiring an attorney or hiring an accountant. Now, you've been endorsed 36 times by the Wall Street Journal, eight Amazon bestsellers, an incredible track record of success, not just serving your clients, but of getting media and nationwide recognition for your expertise. Can you talk a little bit about how you've pulled that off? Well, I obviously, um, I write prolifically, send out a lot of stuff. I have 10,000 email subscribers. I try to provide very relevant content uh, for the subscribers. Um, and the other thing is, frankly, I pursue the press. You know, there are a number of um, journalists that, that I've uh, met throughout the years that I try to stay in touch with, that I try to keep informed of what I'm doing, that I send articles and ideas for articles and books, uh, et cetera. Um, Jonathan Clemens of the Wall Street Journal was, was certainly the, the best uh, writer for me. And we had a thing going for years where he would use me as a source. But I think, it, and, and the other thing is I have hired PR firms also. I'm working with one now. But I do think it's a good idea to provide great information to the press. Uh, one quick thing that I'll tell you, though, is that everybody says, oh, yeah, you have to hire a very expensive PR firm, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the way I got Jonathan Clemens is I just responded to one of his articles. And I basically said, hey, your article was great. But if you had said this, that would have really nailed it. And... That, that was the beginning. And then we, I did a few more with other Wall Street Journal reporters, but that was the basis of about 34 Wall Street Journal appearances. That is absolutely incredible. So how does, obviously you figured out how to differentiate yourself, not just with the intersection of all three firms, but with all of the media attention as well. What do you like best about what you do? Well, obviously helping people is, is the most fun and the satisfaction that you get from doing a good job. And I have to admit there's some ego involved there too. I like it more when people recognize that we've done a good job um, and I've been doing it over 30 years. And I really love, to me, one of the most satisfying things 
is if I see somebody either in a review or on the street or something like that, and they tell me that I gave them a certain piece of advice 10, 20, 30 years ago, and they did it, and now they are in much, much better shape, that obviously just gives me a great feeling. I, again, I don't want to diminish the role of money in my family and paying the mortgage and everything else, but, but really helping people and having, and to be honest, that recognition. And more recently, I've become much more involved in charitable giving and strategies for charitable giving. And that's also very satisfying. Absolutely. So how have you marketed all three firms to grow them all to be incredibly successful? Talk a little bit about some of the strategies you use there. Well, as, as you know, because I think we both have Dan Kennedy backgrounds, um, I became involved with Dan Kennedy probably 20 years ago or for a long time. And then maybe within the last five years became a private client. And he's just a marketing guru wizard. And his, his big thing is don't be cheap about your marketing. Don't try to get, you know, the absolute minimum that you can get by. He said that you want to have your marketing so good that you can actually outspend your competitors. So I'm always sending my clients books and letters and emails and most recently uh, masks for uh, coronavirus. And I think the idea is to be in front of your clients a lot and hopefully with good, useful information. Okay, so you're a big believer in staying in front of them, keeping in touch. And then how do you bring new people in the door? Well, I'd love to tell you that it's 90% referrals, but frankly, that's not true. Uh, I have to keep going out and doing things. So the most recent thing that we did, and I've kind of been associated with what I'll call the death of the stretch IRA uh, for years, because I predicted it. I predicted it five years ago and was actually writing books and doing workshops saying, hey, this death of the stretch IRA, which, is, which actually did happen, which is called the SECURE Act, is coming and is coming and is coming. Um, and I have my historically best method of obtaining new clients is in the room, in-person uh, workshops. Obviously, now we can't do that. So we are trying to pivot, if you will, and do uh, webinars. Uh, obviously, the books are, are part of that. But if you said, Jim, if there was one thing that was by far the most important factor in your marketing to get new clients, what is it? I would say in-person workshops. You know, again, I do the social media, I do the LinkedIn, I do the Facebook and, and Google ads and, and all that stuff. And, um, and, and, that, and that could even be expanded and I have Infusionsoft and I do all that stuff. But in terms of the success that I've actually had, and if I went back to let's say my last 100 or $200 million of AUM and said, where'd they come from? I think the vast majority is going to be in-person workshops. Now, lots of advisors watching this and in the industry do in per did in-person workshops before you know the COVID pandemic. What do you think differentiated yours that were incredibly successful from 
the generic retirement planning dinner seminar that everybody in the industry has tried at one point or another in their career, probably? Well, uh, and I don't know if this was a Dan Kennedy or somebody else, but, but somebody, you know, jokes about the dinner seminars when the couple comes in and says, you know, gee, can I have my dinner to go? Or, or you know- or That would at least be honest as opposed to, you know, not paying attention to the seminar itself. Right, or, or, or plate liquors. So I have never served, I've never served food at a, at a workshop. I, you know, stale donuts, cold coffee, but that's, that's about all. Um, so I think the differentiate, differentiator, at least for me, is that I truly provide valuable content. And the other thing, and this, this is partly Bob Bly, partly um, Dan Kennedy, is my invitation to the workshop is not a postcard that comes from Invitations R Us. It, it, it is four pages, actually one double sheet folded in half, but it's the equivalent of four, eight and a half by 11 pages of solid content. And people know when they are coming to a workshop that they're gonna get solid content. And they do. And it might not attract the perfect client because I tend to unfortunately get a few too many engineers who just kind of want to confirm that what they're doing was right. But it also gets me a lot of very smart clients. And I think it's been a really good thing through the years. Awesome. Now, you mentioned you had predicted, started writing about the death of the stretch IRA through what is now called the Secure Act uh, up to five years ago. How were you able to see that coming and take, take advantage of that? Well, I mean, to me, it was kind of obvious with our growing deficit and you need to get money somewhere. And I don't mean to be political, but historically, it hasn't, there haven't been changes that uh, really had major impact on the very wealthy, you know, the billionaires, uh, nor on the very poor, but it's probably gonna fall on the middle class. And the middle, where, where does the middle class have their money? Well, it's in IRAs. And it's easier to tax dead people than alive people. So instead of this magnificent stretch IRA that we've had for many years, and frankly was the base of much of my planning, I just thought, well, that's just, that's, let's call it easy pickings for the IRS. And then I call it a stinking bow with a pig. I mean, a stinking pig with a bow, you know, they, they put in a couple little good provisions like no minimum required distribution till 72 and IRA owners who are 70 or older can now put money in their IRAs, but they don't talk about the, what's gonna be a massive transfer if clients don't do anything about it, which is that their income is going to be accelerated. The income on the IRAs is going to be massively accelerated after they die. And I knew it was happening. And so in the workshops and in my client work, I said, well, if this does happen, then what could we do now in anticipation? And interestingly enough, some of the same strategies that we've been using for years, uh, we are highly recommending now, let's call it on steroids. Uh, and that frankly was something I've been talking about for five years. And now as Dan Kennedy says, I have the Nostradamus effect because I, I did predict it. 
Awesome. Now you did predict it, and I'm sure there are many advisors who thought, hey, the government's going to do a tax grab eventually. It's going to come from somewhere. They probably could have deduced. They may have even said, hey, this is where we think it's going to come from. But you took advantage of that. You wrote about it. You marketed about it. You preached about it. You went on the media about it. Talk a little bit about how you've been shouting from the rooftops for the years. And then most importantly, obviously, how you're taking advantage of being right, uh, which is always nice to have happen now. Well, frankly, I was taking a chance because, and for a while, it took longer. If you, if you were following the legislation like I was religiously, they kept saying it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And then, no, it didn't come. No, it didn't come. No, it didn't come. And it was starting to look like I was the boy who cried wolf. You know, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it doesn't come. Um, but uh, not fortunately, because frankly, maybe for my marketing, it's good. But for my clients, it's a bad thing. Because all the things that we are doing in response, well, I'll say that they will do a significant job of reducing the damage. None of them are as good as the old law. So, um, and so I actually... I actually wrote two books saying it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Uh, the last one, it was a bestseller um, and it was on Amazon and it was out there. Not that many people bought it though because people said, hey, that's not the law. So then as soon as the law passed, and this was right at the end of 2019, I went into high gear, I updated the book. I knew the exact provisions of the law were before there was a Senate version and there was a House version, et cetera. And I updated the book. I put my heart and soul into the book. And that is the book that is on Amazon now. And um, in January, in February, I had my best workshops ever. I had 90 people turn with waiting lists. Um, but obviously now that isn't possible uh, with the exception of um, doing them virtually, which is something I'm exploring now. Absolutely. Now, let's talk about what can financial advisors watching do to learn more about how they can work around the SECURE Act, what the strategies that you're recommending are, how can they get educated in terms of your process? Well, of course, this is going to sound self-serving, but if they have 99 cents, go to Amazon and buy my book. Um, interestingly enough, I can't understand why I am the only guy who wrote a book. Uh, now, to be fair, there's some other things out there for financial professionals. Um, you know, Bob Keebler is a terrific resource. I love him technically. Uh, Ed Slot, maybe not quite as technical, but Ed writes about it. Uh, neither of them have come up with a comprehensive book and none of them have, have done something that could also be appropriate for the general public or let's call it a, a somewhat sophisticated IRA owner. Um, so it's not like I can say, well, there's seven books out there and I'm one of seven. As far as I know, I'm the only one. Which is an incredible, as Dan says, you always want to be in a category of one. So you've pulled that off. Um, obviously, we recommend everybody go get the book, whether you are a consumer or a financial advisor, because it'll help you help your clients better. And protect more of their money from the IRS and the tax grab, which is always a good thing because then there's more money for your clients and more money for you to manage. With all the success you've achieved in all three businesses, I mean, what's your biggest challenge now? Well, 
the, the biggest challenge to me is let's call it the mix of business, lifestyle, long-term goals. And there was one other thing that is, uh, I'd like to say that I've been totally passionate about it for the last 35 years, but to be honest, it's more the last five years, which is charity and charitable giving. And one of the things that's tr that really advisors should, should really know about are charitable remainder trusts as beneficiaries of IRAs. Without getting too technical, let's just say that for a lot of clients, they, their kids can end up with a lot more money. Charity can end up with, and, and by the way, when I say a lot more, maybe roughly $400,000 more on a million dollar IRA over time, the charity could end up with an, another $400,000 and the big loser is the IRS. So, so that's also a passion. And I am, let's say, becoming more and more interested in that area as let's call it basic needs are met, college education, house, mortgage, things like that. Um, and I think that you know my big thing lately is, um, is buying masks. I just bought another 5,000 today uh, to distribute mainly to charities. That is absolutely incredible and a great idea and a great thing to do. Now, a lot of advisors struggle with the balance between work and home with one practice and one firm to run. You've got three. How do you manage it all? Uh, delegation. <laughs> um, I think you're also a Dan Sullivan, Sullivan uh, client. And so I'll, I'll mention two things that, Dan, that I learned from Dan Sullivan. And you guys don't have to pay you or me $15,000 to learn it. Oh, I don't think, Dan, if, if Dan, I hope Dan doesn't watch and get mad at you, but that's okay. Uh, I, no, I think he's a big believer in sharing, sharing resources. Yes. Um, for all these years, the, the question has been, how? How do I do this? How do I write this article? How can I get this blog out? How can I get this direct mail piece out? How can I get the invitation out? How, 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 how can I do the work when it comes in? We've been asking how, 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 how. And he says, that's the wrong question. The right question is who? Who can do this part? Who can I delegate this to? Which person is the best person for this? So we have a staff of 20 people and full-time full full marketers. So the answer is I have successfully delegated uh, as much work as I possibly can. So I haven't done a tax return in probably 15 years. I haven't drafted a will in probably at least 10 years, maybe more. Um, but I have people who are better than me at preparing tax returns, better than me at drafting wills, and even better than me at uh, coming up with financial plans. Uh, so the, the answer is, is delegating. Awesome. Well, we know your time's incredibly valuable. Uh, before we wrap up, what else do you want to share that I didn't think to ask you? Well, I, I think in terms of the life balance, um, you're never going to get that time back, especially if your kids are young. So I would, I would rather see, let's say, a more concerted effort to spend time with time and family. I'm probably a little bit older than, than a lot of your listeners. Maybe one of my regrets is maybe spending a little bit too much time uh, working when my daughter was very young. Uh, 
and now with with the coronavirus, that, that's putting things in a completely different light. But I'd say family is the most important. Um, and, and at the same time, uh, you have to market. And that's, that's, that's what you have to do. And you should be listening to blogs and buying books and buying services and hiring consultants. And all those things will be very good because particularly for an assets under management business, what we're really doing is building an annuity. So we want to keep marketing, 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 even at short-term costs, but don't neglect your family. Awesome. Delegate, balance, market, 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 take care of the family. Absolutely great. Jim Lang, CPA, attorney, and financial advisor and best-selling author. Make sure you go get the IRA and Retirement Plan Owner's Guide to Beating the New Death Tax, Six Proven Strategies to Protect Your Family from the Secure Act. I've read it. I've taken pages and pages and pages of notes in my own practice as well. Um, been implementing some of Jim's strategies that I hadn't thought of or didn't know about, so I highly recommend it. Jim, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Seth. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>